0: Welcome to another episode of the Supercharge Your Membership Show. Today, I have a very special guest. Her name is Jane Lewis, and I can't wait to have this conversation with Jane because we we had a little talk before, and uh, I'm excited to share with you her journey into uh, coaching and creating a a group program. Uh, So welcome to the show, Jane.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much, Natalie. It's lovely to be here.
0: Awesome. So can you can you share a bit about, um, I mean, who you are, what it is that you do, who you do it for and uh, why you do it with us?
1: Okay. so um, my 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 primary my primary activity Uh is as a coach and um, more recently, because I've been coaching for over 25 years now, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, more recently starting also to to support other coaches in their development mm-hmm. um I'm also a, a trainer a, a teacher if you like um and originally of NLP but I've been I've been teaching and training for mm, best part of 30 years um and I'm also but it's probably not relevant for this conversation I'm also w- what we call an interfaith minister mm-hmm. so I'm um I'm ordained, I'm a reverend, um, but I work across all um, all faiths. Um but that's I say probably not so relevant for, t- for the conversation today.
0: It is, it's really nice to hear, you know, like um I've, we have Reverend Frances Faden um later. So mm-hmm. that's gonna be another Reverend. <laughs> so <laughs> another uh, can you share a bit more about like the type of coaching that you do? So you mentioned mm-hmm. NLP. Like what type of coaching do you do and who, who do you work with exactly?
1: So the coaching, really, there's there's three kinds of coaching that I do. There's leadership coaching, which I've been doing for the last 25 years. Career coaching, which is pretty much the same because they go, they often go hand in hand. And gradually, uh, people asked me, people often ask me, I do career development workshops. I do career coaching. Um, And then the third piece is what is more life coaching with a spiritual aspect, because I've trained in Huna, which is the ancient spiritual, energetic and healing practices of the ancient Hawaiians. And so it's one of the it's one of the tools that I bring both to my coaching and to programs that I run. Um, So. And and it's there are some really powerful tools and techniques within HUNA for doing release work. So if somebody's got if somebody is carrying a lot of shame, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, help them release shame. Or if they if they have a number of limiting beliefs about themselves, like I'm not good enough or um, uh, they have a fear of being seen or whatever it happens to be the thing that's holding them back. HUNA has some really powerful tools and techniques for that. Um, now, not everyone's spiritual. So not everyone wants those kinds of tools and techniques. So uh, I also use a lot of NLP. I'm, a, I'm an NLP trainer. Um, mm-hmm. I sometimes use hypnosis. I'm a, I'm a uh, clinical hypnotherapist. And um, sometimes I'll work with timeline. I'll do timeline work, working with the timeline. So getting them to go back in time and mm-hmm. um, uh, resolve issues and as I say, it's it's in a it's in a non spiritual way because although I guess my ideal clients will do the, are interested in the spiritual side, there are plenty of people for whom it's not it's not appropriate, particularly in a corporate con- context. Uh, people may not want that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So um, can we can we go back like to the beginning when you first starting to be to become a coach um, what got you in that field like what why did you want to become a coach
1: well i guess it was having coaching myself so i was uh, i was i was made redundant this is back in 1998 mm-hmm. um uh laid off i think the americans say um and in the uk anyway you get a you get a tranche you get a, a lump you get money depending on how long you've been with the company Mm-hmm. Um, and i was a management consultant at the time and i did some training and i thought that training in consultancy would be what i would do but as part of the redundancy package we got uh we got some coaching career coaching uh outplacement coaching they called it um and while i was having this coaching which lasted mm, six months or so mm-hmm. um I suddenly realized, I thought, no, 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 this is what I want to do, this is it. So although I I set out, as I say, with consultancy in mind, it was having coaching myself and just realizing, I don't know, there was just something about it that it was a one-on-one conversation. Mm -hmm. One of the things I think I didn't like so much about consultancy was that you go into organizations and you get tangled up in the politics of the organization. And mm-hmm. I didn't like that side of consultancy. I loved the intellectual side. Like I liked, the, I, I liked a, lot, a lot of the chatting to people, but I just didn't like the politics. Mm-hmm. And with coaching, even if you're doing organizational coaching, and I've done a lot of organizational coaching, you're not as tangled up in the politics in, in any way, shape or form like you are when you're doing something like consultancy. Because mm-hmm. uh, with consultancy, you're changing the lives of a, of a group, you know, potentially hundreds of people, thousands of people, even in some cases. Mm -hmm. Whereas coaching tends to be more with the one person.
0: Yeah. I love this. Okay. So you started uh, as a one-on-one coach then, you know, Mm -hmm. right? Um, um, And then how this, um, because so it was like 25, 30 years ago, you said probably something, 1998. So, yeah. yeah. And so... How does this evolve to creating? Because I think you've done some, then you moved on to some group work, right? Like either workshops, and I don't know if they were uh, for corporate, inside companies, if they were online. So uh, can you uh, walk us through, you know, like this journey, how this unfolded? And I love, by by the way, that you got this, uh, you know, like um, this kind of like revelation, you know, like from just getting laid off and mm-hmm. <laughs> to see an opportunity you know out of that a lot of people that I talk to on this podcast it's either COVID, or they got laid off that led them to make the change yeah.
1: they yeah, like, oh, didn't
0: yeah. make the change because one day they say you know what I don't want to do this anymore or they were not even pursuing what they well I guess they were not even they did not even think or you know like make the the work of thinking what it is that i want to do they just went straight into a job or something like that and it took a big change to say well it cannot continue like this because it just cannot that's not possible out of my yeah. control now what do i do so i love this sorry i just
1: wanted to mention that yeah. so and 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 just to just to answer to that yeah. i'd wanted to go i'd wanted to have my own business uh with um massage and healing and I wanted to go part-time so I could do the two things together. But the company wouldn't let me go part-time because I was not a mother. Oh, a mother, my
0: gosh. Yep. That's awful.
1: Yep. If you were is... a mother, you could go part-time. But okay. if you are not a mother, you couldn't go part-time.
0: Wow. That's really interesting. So I wanted
1: to do it for quite a long time. So deep down,
0: there was something that you said, well, I like this <laughs> is not my place. This is actually yeah. not where I'm fulfilled. I need to do something else. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah. So let's talk about how you went on to doing group things and online things and like yeah. What what's what's what was the next?
1: So I think the the, the group start. things really emerged from the from the training because back in ninety eight, there wasn't much in the way of. I mean, the internet existed, but you yeah. Telephone. It would be the telephone. It was not online in the way that we understand it, Um and that didn't particularly suit me um, and all the trainings that I was doing were were in person, uh, you know, obviously with groups. So I started doing with some of the programs that I was involved in because um, I used to work as an associate coach, so working for other people as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, the, a couple of the programs had an element of group coaching, so we'd be doing a, a management development programme or leadership development programme. There would be coaching, but we'd also bring together groups of people in the programme up to about 12 to do some, some group work. Was it group coaching? I'm not sure it was group coaching. Like a wasn't... workshop? More like a workshop? Yeah, it was like they were like workshops. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. And we would bring them together, um, you know, and this was people from the organization where we were running these programs. Um, mm-hmm. And the other thing I got involved in was career development workshops. So we'd bring together usually, again, about 12, 15 people um, and, and spend a day or two with them mm-hmm. and support them in their in their career thinking and their career development. And there was definitely some coaching in that. So we'd take them to one side and do a little bit of. We'd spend fifteen minutes doing some one-on-one coaching.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so
1: that's the, where it kind of started.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and the for, for a long time the group work was as I say it was it was uh, it was all uh, in person, with mm-hmm. a little bit of coaching. It was workshops with a little bit of coaching, mm-hmm. um, and then I suppose and i did and, and and i i was teaching i was teaching huna so i was doing huna workshops so spiritual spiritual weekend retreats uh, that would be mm-hmm. the best way to describe those um, and then back in meh, 2015 2016 i think it was mm-hmm. um, i was asked to by which time there was skype yeah um, <laughs> So, so I'd started using Skype a little bit for one-on-one coaching where people were a long way away. Most of my one-on-one coaching was in person, but I'd, I'd started using Skype, well, I don't know, 2012, something, somewhere around about there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and and then, as I say, 2016, something like that, um, I was asked to become an in-house coach for uh, for a company called One of Many, uh, and one of many, we used Skype for our one-on-one coaching and one-on-one, on one, on, one of many also had a, uh, group coaching for people in the one-on-one program once a month, they'd get the opportunity to come together with other people from mm-hmm. the group.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I started facilitating those. And I think that that was when I seriously started to get into group coaching as mm-hmm. opposed to workshops with a bit of coaching or or one-on-one work, and mm-hmm. all and all that was on online. I mean, we did have meetings where we get together, but, but the, what I was doing was most was was online. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started to run my own workshops online. Um, I started to run my own. Um, uh, supervision. Uh, I, did, I did some supervision groups on coaching supervision because I'm a coaching supervisor. I did some coaching supervision group work online, and really, I just discovered I liked it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love doing group coaching online. There's something really, there's something really special and really powerful. Mm-hmm.
0: About it, yeah,
1: you know. So let's talk about that because I know when we had the
0: conversation, I put in my notes that you actually weren't quite sure that group was like the best way to support people that it was going to be harder and i have my note that you said it's actually easier so i would love to unpack this and and for you to share you know like uh, what you've discovered and and what like the group means to you
1: so i think i think one of the One of the things with group coaching is that if you come to group coaching with a a one on one coaching attitude and all you've got is, okay, I'm a coach. I've been working one on one. Now I'm going to work with groups. um, You you can end up getting a little bit lost. I think it's quite useful to have a trainer attitude and a coach attitude when you're running groups because you're working with the energy of um you know the energy changes the energy, when you're working one-on-one it's a different energy than when you've got a group and a good you know if you've done a good training program if if, if, if you uh, learned how to be a trainer properly you understand more about group energy you understand about the the personalities that will emerge in groups
0: mm-hmm.
1: so and and they are the same ones as emerge in, in, a, in, a, in a face-to-face group situation. So you'll get the class clown. You'll get the person who wants to be the leader. There's a whole spectrum of personalities who who show up. And you need to be able to manage them. You need to be able to manage the time so yes. that you don't just have one person dominating, dominating, and make sure that the people who are very silent also have their opportunities. Mm-hmm. um and you know sometimes people sometimes people get into situations which actually probably you need to take offline you need to talk to them one on one and deal with it one on one so so there's a lot that goes on in group, group group coaching that you need to be aware of because you've got to the way i see it and not everyone will agree with me that you as the facilitator of a group you create a container you create a space yes where the people in the group you're holding the space the energy the container for the people in the group and uh without uh, I mean I, I don't like my groups work to be I'm you know sort of i'm the authority figure on a pedestal and 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 they yes. they they're just they're they're just the students who show and i don't like to work in that way but at the same time i have a responsibility as the as the holder of the space to hold space for the group and to manage as i say to manage time to make sure that people are are, are kind to one another um and 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 deal with stuff because mm-hmm. it stuff comes up. Yeah. You know, deal with stuff as, as it comes up.
0: Yeah. So, I I love yeah. that you're sharing this because um and I love that you said facilitator, So I I coach uh groups, parts, uh, several. They are between five and eight people. And um we call ourselves facilitators as well because as you said it's about creating a container. I love that you said that like a safe space. And it's basically Uh, one thing you haven't mentioned but i'm sure you're going to say yes is that it is so empowering when you're in a group and you're not just here to be supported but also to serve others so you show up for others as well and i don't know about you but for me when i'm in a group uh, it's very empowering to me if i can bring my piece and i can bring you know either a tool or an idea or a feedback to somebody else it really helps me grow so coming to the group like when when people understand that coming to the group is very different than than one-on-one because it's not just about you you know one-on-one it's about you you've got dedicated time you know uh, and and it's more like on the strategy and it doesn't have to be so much about you know the the other thing that you know the safe space of course it's a safe space when you're one-on-one but in group you create if you manage to create this synergy then it becomes so much more powerful because it really allows you to show up. as. So for me, I train women in business. So to show up as the true CEO that they are, that they don't get to be able to show up as necessarily on the day to day, whether this is with their team or their clients. So it's their like me time, CEO time where they get to, um, Really talk about sometimes the hard stuff, and very often it's not about the the, the technicality of the business. It's the the mindset, right? It's hiring, <laughs> hiring, yeah. getting time back, firing. You know, letting people okay, go, yeah. and it's all the elements in in creating systems. It's all the elements of someone that is in a growing phase, right? And it's not something that you necessarily. Um, um, can confide, you know, like and talk about, you know, to that level, yeah. you know, one on one. I feel because one on one, I think even when I do one on one, it's more like um, I want to make sure I deliver, so like I have a plan for the call, so we move through like a strategy. And honestly, um, not much on the mindset. That's the reality, you know. Like that's that's how I, I I do. But on the
1: group, I really let them be, you know. Yeah very different i think that's i mean that that a lot of that comes down to style and 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 preference i mean i certainly my one-on-one work yeah we we do we'll do kind of they'll we'll do we'll cover technical stuff like how do how do you you know what's the best way to approach Mm -hmm. this but we also we do a lot of mindset work um yeah (laughs) I, i remember This is years ago, one of my one of my coaching clients. She was in an organization, but it was one on one. And she described me as her spiritual director. (laughs) And and she would share stuff that there was nobody else on the planet that she could share it with. Um, And that was one on one. So I think I think it's a lot of it's about style and, and where you're comfortable with going. I think you're right as well that there's a synergy in a group in a good group. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had I've had groups that were the synergy we had to work hard to get the synergy, but in a good group you've got there is this synergy, and people build on one another, and 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 they can play off one another and support one another.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, I think it's it's a different relationship. And I know with the groups that I ran for for um, for this company, one of many, there was some very deep friendships formed
0: mm-hmm. from. the
1: from 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 these individual coaching groups yeah um, which,
0: yeah which um, is- I, I was in a in a program that was two years long and we had group calls and i've made friendships you know with with these people mm-hmm. um that i still have today just because mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's also give i i felt to me the group Of course, you know, I want like the support with the strategy and things like that. But as you go, you know, with more and more meetings that you go to, it feels like you start to open up to the other stuff, really what's behind. And uh, it's, to me, I think it's a lot harder with the one-on-one, especially the, I would say with the one-on-one, like I have a really clear goal for the one-on-one and I want to make sure I deliver that right so mm. uh, I want to say like when when I take a one-on-one client I know that they are already here because I know that I'm really mm. not going to be the best person for the mindset so right. they are all about the how, how I do it yeah you know it's like I always say you know like I'm, I'm not like a, a mindset coach like it's like of course we can talk about it but that's not my my zone of genius that's not my expertise yeah. when you yeah. group and you do this like so this group um, that that I do like it's uh, yearly. So it's there. There's bound to be something in the mindset coming up at some point. <laughs> something, right? Yeah. And um, and so we address that. But I felt I feel it's so different in a group. And if I'm being honest, I think that for me, what it is with the group is that I feel that, like you said, we are facilitators. So I think I, maybe I put too much pressure on myself on the one-on-one to be the one to mm-hmm. deliver. You see, mm-hmm. there is a delivery and then there is a receiver, you see? Yeah. Versus in a group, I'm facilitating. yeah, And I'm here to creating the safe space and I will contribute, but it's going to get as good as all of you participate, right? right? It's as good as that. Yeah. Yeah. And And that's what I love about the group as well is that it's not just about me, it's really about them and how they show up. Yeah. And I think that's very powerful.
1: Yeah. I mean, as I say, I think it I think a lot comes down to style. Yeah. Um I absolutely. As a co as a coach, I when I'm training, I regard myself as, you know, I, I have something to deliver.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, when I'm coaching, uh I don't see myself as being a deliverer. Yeah. I, i'm always a facilitator whether i'm coaching one person or, or many mm-hmm. yeah so, so i think yeah i think it does come down to, to it does come down to style yeah.
0: i mean um, when when i do one-on-one it's really strategy sessions it's not yeah. really it's not coaching it's yeah. strategy sessions. so yeah. it's we gotta it's get down to the strategy there is a deliverable at the end of the call so yeah. let's make it happen it's so it's very different you're right it's very different so yeah. okay so i love this so um I'd love for you to share um so how how do people come to you right now like what is your strategy for uh so when you create a group um a new group offer um uh, is that something that you come up with, it's like oh I would like to do this or is it an opportunity that comes from somewhere um
1: what's your thought process for that? <laughs> so most of my group offers a bright idea I I've, I'm sitting okay. on. Oh, I because because I'm a I'm a I'm a creator. I love to create things. I think, oh wow! Now I could create this. I wonder, you know. And then I'll I'll go out and I'll see if there's any interest. Um, mm-hmm. And so so that's that's the way it tends to it tends tends to come about. Um, I mean, people. I have a I have a Facebook group um i'm on linkedin i've i've tried instagram and 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 i'm not very i just can't (laughs) i have a master's in computing but i can't get my head around instagram um uh facebook easy linkedin easy so i have a facebook group and facebook page and, and a website and you know and all the things all the things you might expect as far as that's concerned um but probably my Facebook group is the place where that's the place where I'm sharing what I'm doing. That's the place where I first talk to people
0: uh, mm-hmm. about
1: what I have to offer. Um, and mostly I work with women mm-hmm. and mostly, I guess mostly people, people come because they know me. Okay. I do. It's interesting because with the, when I run Hoona groups, which is, it's a combination of training and coaching mm-hmm. so when I run the, the the HUNA groups um I've had I, I get people who come to me they've they found me on they found me on a google search they've searched for for HUNA or Hawaiian spirituality and my name's come up and that's how they found me plus the people who I've worked with because I was um what Seven eight years in in with with one of many so there's a lot of people who know me from there so they come to me because they know me from there. um Most of the people who come they come because they know me. But mm-hmm. as I say, and I don't do any, you know, I don't do any advertising. I don't do Google ads. I don't do Facebook ads or any of that stuff. Um, but somehow, <laughs> at mm-hmm. some point, I did something. Yeah, uh, that got me that got me into to to Google if, if people search on Huna. Mm-hmm. So um yeah so bright ideas and then I'll sort of explore with the group uh Mm -hmm. what do you think of this idea um and then see who see who shows up Um, okay
0: so how so you don't do Facebook ads you don't know so you don't do like strategically you know get visible and try to get people on your list or something like that or on your Facebook group but so what do you do to be visible like like, I mean, right now you're getting interviewed on a podcast. It's going to bring you some visibility. Is that something that you inton- intentionally do? So, like, and on LinkedIn, what do you do? Do you post? Do you have a newsletter? I'm trying to, because uh, building visibility is really so important, right? And consistency.
1: Well, I think, I, I guess, I mean, I've, I've been around a long time. That's the, that's the first thing that, you know, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> I, I had a career before I was a coach. So, so uh i i mean i'm i'm 67 now so i i you know i've i have been around a long time so over the years i've i've met people and and sometimes people will pop up from years and years and years ago um, and say oh you you know you coached me back in 2000 yeah. and, um <laughs> oh hello <laughs> all right hello um, so 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 a lot of the people who come to me they already know me Mm-hmm. from particular say so particularly from one of many but not not exclusively from one of many so they already know me in other spheres mm-hmm. um i i post on linkedin i post thought pieces sometimes i'll put, put I'll, I'll do more um uh, you know come and join me pieces i'm you know i'll, I'll, I'll promote i'll promote yeah. events on, on linkedin but i try and do a mix of um useful interesting stuff because i think people People like people like interesting things. There's so much. I get so i get so annoyed. There's somebody somebody who uh, wanted to be a Facebook friend. Um, with Facebook, if somebody asks me to be a friend, I always check: Have we mutual friends? Who are the mutual friends? Do you seem like a genuine person? Anyway, so this person contacted me on fra- Facebook. They wanted to be my friend. We had a lot of mutual friends. They were a life coach. But I thought, yeah. So, I, yes, immediately I get a message back, which is fine, saying lovely to connect. Um, uh, I hope to, you know, I'd, I'd love to find out more about you. That's the name of the game. If you if you make contacts on LinkedIn or if you make contacts on Facebook, the, often there'll be a bit of a dance. So that's one day after this person's to me. I, I say a couple of things straight back. Uh, we have a program where we can get you 20,000 you know and I just replied straight back not interested I barely know you I've known you one day and you're trying to sell to me not interested mm-hmm. because it's such a rubbish practice mm-hmm. I t- hello yeah
0: um, so you know I, I think that's, that's really the key is building relationship first. And like, you know, like when people say it's asking you to marry, can you marry me? And we haven't dated yet. Right. Like yes. people don't even know me. you don't know my problems, you know, like, so our, our business is in France. So we have an S S A L, the equivalent of LLC, probably like in, in the U S uh-huh. I don't Yeah. So, um, and it's completely French, right? It's a French company. Yeah. Um, yeah but all our content is in English. You can tell we don't have any single website in French. Well, you'll have people reaching out to me in French, asking me if I need this or that, or if I want like even physical stuff, you know? And I'm like, well, have you even bothered to look at my profile? It's all in English. So how do you think I can do with this? right? Yeah. So it's, um, it's, it just happens, you know, it's a lot in Facebook, it's getting more and more on LinkedIn. And it's just uh, the um, the reality of things. And Facebook, uh, Facebook, I'm really careful, because I often reach the 5000 friends. So yeah. I periodically, you know, clean up, I remove two 300 where we really don't yeah. communicate, I don't have any. But I'm very careful, because even like, if we have lots of friends in common. That doesn't mean that. I mean, it's yeah. not a red flag, but it's not a uh, a yes.
1: Uh, yeah, you know, no I'm, I'm very careful. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, I always check them. I always, you know, I look at what. Okay, what do they post? And I, I, I check everybody who asks. Yeah. Who asks to, be, to be a friend, whether it's on LinkedIn or in in on Facebook. Yeah. But, Mm-hmm. So,
0: so let's talk about, uh, so, so you said you post on LinkedIn. What I love to know is like, are you like, do you have a system? Are you consistent? Like I post once a week or do you just post when you feel inspired?
1: I aspire to be consistent. Okay, cool. All right. I aspire to it. I know it's a really good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I aspire to it. And, um, sometimes I do very well being consistent yeah. So posting well, you know what content. I
0: did on LinkedIn, I'll just share with you, because I have a LinkedIn newsletter, and I didn't feel comfortable to say I'm going to commit to weekly, so I'm comm- comm- mm-hmm. committing to uh, monthly, and
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: if you share content and you see what engages, that you can turn that into a LinkedIn newsletter, and I got, I haven't checked, but almost a thousand signups to the LinkedIn newsletter. Right. And I have about yeah. ten thousand contacts on LinkedIn, yeah. right? Brilliant. Yeah. So, it, it, just by repurposing content that I have, but I put it in a format that's like very nice, easy to read, and um, and so I think that's that's my consistency right there.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I I do something. I I kind of do similar but different. So so I have my own newsletter from the the. It's not associated with linkedin it's my it's my email your email email. so between that um which i try i sometimes i'll go out a couple of times a month but i aim to go out at least once a month with that Mm and it may be more frequently um so between that and if i post on facebook then i'll either copy and paste it to linkedin or maybe maybe reshape it a little bit for linkedin depending with <laughs> photos <laughs> i always put a photo because we know photos do better
0: yeah
1: um, and i also although um i, I haven't done it for uh, i'm i'm more patchy i also try and get stuff out on youtube so sometimes <laughs> i'll do something and i'll po- i'll do it as a youtube video and then I'll take that and use it in, in different ways, shapes and forms, because mm-hmm. it's quite easy to. And I think this is one of the reasons that I probably which got me sort of a Huna following that for a couple of years back in the days when I had a virtual assistant, I would post on YouTube. And she would turn that into a podcast. And she'd also turn it into a blog post. Mm mm-hmm. So, and that was very consistent. That was every week for for probably about two years. Yeah.
0: So I'm I'm sure that's that consistency that gets you find on Google because now you're indexed, you know, your content has been here for a while. You know, you said you've been here for a while so people know you. Then you've been creating content regularly for a while so it gets indexed. So that's the message, guys. Consistency.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean and and i know the value of consistency
0: yeah and
1: i i i i need to get myself another va unfortunately she was uh, eh, she was in the she was a lovely lady but she was in the philippines and i i i realized that she was allowing her son to use her computer mm-hmm. and he kept changing the settings and from a gdpr you uh, know um uh we yeah. call it gdpr mm-hmm. in 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 the uk um from a gdpr perspective that's just not uh that's just not good practice mm-hmm. and yeah. um you know she 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 wasn't in a position to buy her son a dedicated computer so
0: yeah yeah that makes sense okay so uh what is your uh, what what's your vision like where do you want this i mean right now like what's next do you have something next or you're happy content yes. with what you have
1: like what's coming up so starting in october um Mm -hmm. i'm running a it's a it's it's a program for more experienced coaches coaches with at least three years behind them okay Um, and it's a personal and professional development program for coaches
0: it's a Mm nine-month
1: program so it runs from october through to uh june and we start with a an in-person workshop Mm -hmm. and then end with an in-person workshop because one of the things that i i know with a lot of coaches is that they they do their coach training they emerge from coaching school and then they don't pay attention to their to they might pay attention to their professional development they'll read books they'll they'll do an online course but they don't always pay attention to their personal development and as coaches very often especially if you're working one-on-one and groups you you we we end up holding so much and hearing so much, you know, and people get into emotional states and we have to be able to hold that, hold the space for their emotional state. Mm -hmm. And that energy can wash off on us. (laughs) And if we haven't dealt with our stuff, it can trigger us. Yes. Um, Okay. You know, it's, it's, and, and if you're not doing the work to keep your, to keep, to keep your energetic field clean. If you're not doing the work to face your own demons as a coach. So when I know my own demons and I face my own demons and I work with my own demons, if somebody shows up with the same demon, I'm not going to get triggered. Um, yes. I know, you know, uh, for example, um, I know of coaches who have been sexually abused in the past. A client shows up and talk starts talking about a, 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 sexual, a recent sexual abuse experience, and it triggers the coach. That's just an example that I yeah. know of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really important that we deal both with the professional side, the professional development, new skills, new, new approaches, new techniques, in depending on what way we're coaching, but whatever way we're coaching, keeping current with the tools and techniques, but then also um i guess <laughs> dealing with dealing with our own souls dealing with our own selves yeah so that we can better serve our clients so that program is and and it's also a legacy program because i'm teaching coaches to do how what i do mm-hmm. um, what i do is especially some of the energy stuff so how, how how do you call that program what's the name do you have a name yet yeah it's i, I i'm calling it it's a coaching mastery program
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: I, I I sat and my, scratched my head about titles, and I thought I could get very I could get very excited about titles, or, I could or just get on.
0: yes, or, or I could just get on
1: sense. and say to people I'm running a program. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, that makes sense. So,
0: like, is it by application only? I'm guessing.
1: Is yeah. So 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 people contact me, and and, and we can talk about. It. I've got um I've got a I've got a I've got a page, uh, and I can put yes. that. I yes can.
0: yes so we'll share that below in the episode description mm-hmm. and below the video yep. so that if people want want to check it out i would also love to share your facebook group it's a free facebook group right it's a free community yes. where you share what's going on okay yes. yeah so it's, i'd love to share women, that as well women mm-hmm.
1: it's women only it's okay women. <laughs> all right. Yeah. women only all right I started women only and you know, from time to time, I thought, well, shall I make it uh, to everybody? And and there's, there, is, there are times when actually it's good that it's a women's only group. Yes, um, I agree.
0: I agree. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much, Jane, for coming on the show. It was lovely to hear your story. Uh, we will be sharing links below. I think we should also have a link to your Huna. Did you say Huna or Hunu?
1: No, yes.
0: No um h-u-n-a, yeah. H-U-N-A? Yeah. I, can,
1: okay. I can i can, I can share those with you. Yeah.
0: yeah so I'll if you can share, share those, with those with me you. so that yeah. because it's it's quite unique and i don't think there is a lot of people out there and if people are curious you know about new yeah. ways of how do you would you call it new ways of um,
1: being new ways of um yeah new ways of being new ways of working new ways of okay new ways of relating to yourself and other people here we go.
0: Then uh, maybe check out Huna, you know, who is (laughs) Jane. All right.
1: Thank you so much for being on the show, Jane. And thank you. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much.